0: y'all doing? Good. Are y'all ready for tonight? Yeah. Yes. I, you know, it's rare when I start off and I've already got pit stains that are humongous, but you know, that's what happens when I've got to play the guitar and I haven't played in three months. So are they, are, are, are they there? No. Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait. It's going to be good. I am. I want to talk. I'm excited about what I'm going to talk to you about. Are y'all ex- excited to be here? A little bit. Just be a little excited. Not about Dan's the guy that's going to going to speak. You know, two weeks ago we had Testify Night here, right? And and, and man, y'all did a fantastic job. Those that, that 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 stood up and shared, and those that sat and heard heard them share. Y'all all did a fantastic job. And um, I was just really proud of you as you shared your heart and what God God was doing. And I had a, a young man come up to me. At the end of that service, he's probably 11th grade or 12th grade, he came up to me, sort of new here, been around for a few months, and he came to me and said, he was excited. I mean, like jumping out of his skin excited, he said, Pastor Dan, he said, that was by far the best Wednesday night service I've ever been to in my life. And I said, thanks, so-and-so. No, I preach every other week, right? In Wednesday night, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, oh!" he was stuck. That was funny to me. I thought it was funny. Okay. Um. Well. we'll, we'll okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Maylee is my little five-year-old girl. We adopted her from China three years ago. We're in process to adopt again. We work crazy, we know, but she's the best thing ever, and and, and just. Sometimes just crazy in our household. I can't define it any more than that. Well, she comes up to me a lot, and she'll go to me, "You're my big daddy," <laughs> and I'll say, "I'll say, um, I'll reply every time." Maley, daddy, daddy used to be sort of big, but you know, daddy's not. He's tall. Daddy's tall. So I'm your tall daddy. She goes, "Mm mm." You my big daddy. So that's what she called me. So I try because most times she goes, "Nope, you're big." You know, like yeah, little runt. (coughs) Um, (laughs) That's probably not nice. I love her. I don't step on her often. (coughs) Um, The past four and a half years here at Celebration, there's been um. One piece of wisdom and truth I've shared more than any other piece, and that's what I want to sort of speak to you about tonight. When youth have come for advice or to talk and they're having a rough time, or not rough time, or they're they're trying to find out what to do and the choices are huge, they don't know which way to go, my three-word advice is this. God is bigger. If we can learn to live by believing that phrase, that God is bigger, then anything that you come and face is going to pale and fall short of how big God is, how mountainous it may feel at the time. And I know sometimes, to I mean, there are things whether... For some, it's young, it's a young relationship that goes south, and your world's rocked. It's, it's your grades are wrecking. It's this. You've just got caught by your parents. You were doing some things you ought not have been doing. And you were caught, and your world is falling apart. And it's friends that have stabbed you in the back. It's, it's all these things. And I want you to hear this because tonight, this is what we're going to talk about. I want you to understand that God is bigger. He is so much bigger. Than anything that you will fa- face. We're going to be in the book of First Kings. There's some bi- bi- Bibles on the sides. Uh, First Kings 18. Now, First Kings was written by who? Do y'all know? Well, good news. A lot of the rest of the world, they don't know either. Um, some believe that Jer- 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 Jeremiah, the pr- pr- prophet, wrote the book, um, but it's not for sure. It's not conclusive, so it could have been written by a, a few guys. But First Kings and 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 Second Kings, and the way it was written, it's written as one book. So it's not split into two. It's written as one. We split it into two because was such a large book. They split it into two in our our, our Bibles. But just let like you know, when it was first written and put in the Word of God. It was written as one book. It didn't have a stopping or starting from 1st and 2nd. In 1st in Kings, it starts off with Israel as a united country. It is strong. King David has just died. His son Solomon has just taken over the throne, and they are doing well. By the time they get to the end of 2nd Kings, Israel is no more. The country of it. Israel in the middle has fallen apart. It split into two countries and then it was taken over and they were conquered for 2,000 plus years. Okay? So it, it's sort of a, if you read it through and you really understand the, the, the Jewish pe- people, it, it, it's, a, it's a very sad history book of what occurred to them. And a lot of it occurred, all of it actually occurred because of their unfaithfulness to God. So there's a story in here of a man named Elijah. And this is probably a story that you've heard, but I want to talk just some, some things to it Some of you may have heard the story, some have not, but it's a fantastic story that speaks of a truth to me that God is big. and so we're going to pray and um, I don't know where you are tonight and we all our trials all come in different shapes and sizes and things that may rock you may not rock me but things that rock me may not rock you but uh, we we all have these things where we 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 need we need to know something is bigger than what we face and man I want you to understand there's a story here that Elisha knew that God was bigger and because, because of that um Amazing things occurred. So let's pray and we're going to move on. Dear God, I just pray right now that in this room, in this moment in this time that will be attentive to your word that they won't hear the words of a, a rambling guy that can't talk but they, they will hear your truth they will, they, they will see um, how big and great a God that you are I thank you that, that whatever fight, trial that we face that you are so much bigger um, and Lord just give us the strength and courage to follow you seek you with everything that we have with all that we are, Amen Turn to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings. Now, we're getting Elijah. There's two prophets in the book of Kings Elijah, and then one who studied beneath them was Elisha. They just, I don't know why their names were so close, but one's with a J, one's with an SH. Elijah, Elisha. So um, we're talking about Elijah, and he has been hiding for three years. Have you ever played hide and go seek? Have you ever sat in a spot where you were and no one could find you and it felt like you were there for, for forever okay it didn 't feel like three years okay you think you were waiting a long time he's he, Hiding, but before he went into it, God used him to cause. And, and you know, and God, he called out to God, and God caused a drought throughout the throughout the land. So for three years they had no rain. And all of a sudden, after three years, he comes out and he comes to talk to the king. King A, Ahab was the king, and so he goes. To, and He was an evil king. Okay, he was a, a a Jewish king that was evil. He was a from the line of God's people, but they. Had had kings that would come that did not seek God, did not serve God, did not follow God. And this is one of those kings. So he comes and has a meeting with them. We're in 1 Kings chapter 18. That's where we're going to start in verse 17. Where already got on the screen. Good. And this is what it says, just to start off the story. It says, um, when Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, is it you, you troubler of it, 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 Israel? And he Answered. I have not troubled Israel, but you have. But in your father's house, because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and followed the Baals. We're going to talk about the Baals in a second. Now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to meet me at Mount Car- 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 Carmel, and the four hundred fifty prophets of Baal, and the four hundred p- p- prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's ta- table. So Ahab sent to all the people of Israel and gather the prophets together at Mount Carmel. Now let me set the scene here. 450 prophets of Baal. At this time, Baal... Baal, is, throughout time, has been worshipped and thought of in a lot of ways. In this time, he's sort of a, sort of like the sun god. He's the god that brings the crops, that brings the the sun and the rain, and he helps the crops to grow. And if you are not being right in right relationship with Baal, the god Baal, then your crops are bad, and you need to to make sacrifices to him. The type of sacrifices that you would make to Baal is that you would sacrifice kids a lot of times, or human sacrifices, in order to appease Baal so that your crop would be better. This is the type of god that king Ahab worshiped. And because he wor- he did this, it has spread to the rest of Israel. Now all the rest of the pro- prophets of God had been wiped out or had fallen away. Elijah is the only one left. How would that feel? Horrible. You know, I heard some of y'all talk when y'all shared two weeks ago, going, man, I I can't do this alone. I cannot do this. And there's a lot of times in your life that you can't, but can I tell you all this? There will be times in your life that you must. There's going to be some times in your life that you're going to have to go alone. Not for, I don't think it's long, 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 long treks, but for short sprints, you're going to sometimes be the only one who's going the way that God says to go. So don't lose heart. Understand it's tough. I know it's tough, but I, I want you to, I mean, friends are good. And, man, when you got those friends by you, lock arms with them and plow forward. Okay? But there's going to be times when you're going to have to drag them, and they're not going to want to go, and you're going to be all by yourself in what you're doing. He is, just understand this point, he is all by himself. Now, the other prophets they talk about are from a gut. Goddess named Asherah. She was like Aphrodite. She was the fertility god, 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 goddess. And not to be frank, but there were t- death at the t- temple for her, there were pro- prostitutes there. And so to worship her, the men would go and be with the pro- prostitutes. Do you think, do y'all understand how Baal and Asherah were very far from who God was? You understand where the Jewish. People had gone from a God to do what is right and is is ho- ho- holy and set apart. And they have now found themselves that they're doing these things that are that are disgusting and, and totally against God. So, look at verse 21 here. Because this is the key question here in the, in the text. It says, And Elisha came near to all the people and said, how long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if they then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. Dude, man, I love the question because it is as as pertinent or appropriate today as it was back then. How long are we going to go limping and whimpering over different opinions when you say, follow God, do what is right? He is holy. I live a set-apart life. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. Therefore, I will honor him with my body or live like the world. Um, Put up these stars that we watch and we think they're the best thing in the world and their their lives are an abomination to God. They're enemies of God by the way they live, the way they talk. And and we go, go, God, I love you. Oh, but it's so hard to live for you. And I love this too. And just like them, he says, and I love it because he's like, smack, how long? How long are, are, are you just going to, and he says, hey, if the Lord is God, follow him. And if you think Baal is, follow him, but, but choose. So, my point in, in number one, and we're going to see it in the story, is that even when you're all alone, remember that God is bigger. Elisha is all alone. And Elisha goes to Ahab and he calls his bluff and says, Hey, bring all your guys, all of them, and come face me. And we will, we, we, we will solve this, which God is real, which one is not. He's all alone, but he knew one thing. God is bigger. Look at the challenge of verse 22. It says, Then Elisha said to the people, I, even I, only am left a prophet of the Lord. He says, I'm the only one left. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let two bulls be given to us, and let them choose one bull for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire to it. And I'll prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, and put no fire to it. And you call upon the name of your God, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people answered, it is well spoken. Then Elisha said to the prophets of Baal, Choose for yourselves one bull and prepare it first, for you are many, and call upon the name of your God, but put no fire to it. Man, he puts it out there. He said, hey, let's do this. We'll offer to our God. Did you... Offer to to your small G God and see if He can bring fire and burn up what you give to Him. I will do the same thing to mine. And the one that burns it up, that's the God who is real. And they say, Oh yeah, there's 450 of us. We're gonna we're gonna smoke you, man. They, they're ready to just take him out. And I want you to understand something about Elisha. Look here in, in, in James. I think I've got the verse James five seventeen Because James is in the New Testament, but he refers back to Elisha. And it says this, Elisha was a man with a nature like ours. Do you know that he sinned and struggled? He was human? Just don't lose that point in the story. You see, man, this is a, this is a great man that was amazing. He was a nature just like ours. Same God that does amazing things through him, man. He he wants to do amazing things through you. Don't 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 miss that point. So let's see what occurs. Verse twenty six here, back in First in Kings eighteen, it says, and they took the bull that was given them, and they prepared it, and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, "Oh Baal, answer us!" But there was no voice, and no one answered. And they limped around the altar that they had made. And at noon, Elisha mocked them, saying, cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he's musing or he is relieving himself. Or he's on a journey. Or perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their... Custom. So so they're, they're trying. He mocks them. They begin to cut themselves and bleed and get blood all over the place because they're trying to appease their God so he can show himself. The swords and lances until the blood gushed out upon them. And as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the o- o- offering of oblation. Uh, 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 Boy, I need to say that word. Um, ablation is, is an offering. Offering to a holy God. That, that's what that... They're, they're given offering to God. It's an oblation. It's a special offering to a what they thought was a holy God. But it says, but there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Now, see, I've got to tell you all, I love Elisha. Uh, I've got to work at it sometimes not to do this because I can be sarcastic as I'll get out. I can just be sort of crass. Y'all, is, it is. Anyone else sort of like that, where you can just sort of cut? With it? sometimes you do too much. Sometimes it's sort of, it, it, it's fun because Elisha here says to him, "Look at what he he mocks them in the middle of the process." This is what he says to them. Um, first, he says, "Hey." he must be in deep thought and he can't he hear 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 you you know when i think of that i think of my dear sweet wife when we're riding in the car and Maylee is in right behind my seat so i can hear her clear as day going mama mama Mama, 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 Mama. And Michelle is sitting in the car just, just staring out the window. Mama, Mama, Mama. And I'm like, baby. she's like, what, what? She just doesn't hear. And and that's sort of what it describes what their God, he said, I man, your God's off in la-la land. Not that you're off in la-la land, babe. Yeah, you are. And um, he he's, he's off there and he just doesn't hear you. So they begin to cry la- louder at that. Then he says, yes, this is in the word of God, maybe he's taking a dog dump. That's what relieving yourself means. Hey, maybe your God's... Hey, he's gone to the potty. He's gone to the woods to take a dump. Maybe he'll be back. Dude, this is in the Word of God. Elisha says this. Then he says, you know what? Maybe he went on vacation. Maybe he's just out touring Mars. And then he says, or he must be asleep. Maybe he's asleep. So, dude, he just sort of... And he's allowed to because he's one guy against 450. So you're allowed to. I mean, he's, he's going, and nothing happens. Um, point one is even when you're all alone, remember God is bigger. And this is what he does, and it's that whole point of what we just read. Point two, even when the task seems impossible, remember God is bigger, And there's going to be tasks, there's going to be feelings, there's going to be things in life that feel impossible. You go, man, I don't think I can make it through it. I don't know if you've been there before, but the fact that you're still here right now in your sane mind, you made it through it. I want you to understand God is, is bigger. Look at this in First Kings 18 verse 30. Then Elisha said to all the people, he said, Come near to me. And all the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been thrown down. Elisha took 12 stones according to the the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be your name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar, as great as could contain two seas of seed. Big trench. And he put the wood in order and cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, fill four jars of water and pour it on the burnt Offering and on the wood, he said, "Do it a second time," and they did it a, sec- a second time. He said, "Do it a third time," and they did it a third time. And the water ran around the altar and filled the tr- the trench, also with wa- 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 water. Now. I don't know if you've ever tried to light wood that was wet. I've been on camping trips before, and it didn't go well. It smoked off a lot, and we never really got warm because we could never get the wood to light. Um, He repairs the altar. He he uses 12 stones. Why does he use 12 stones to remind the the people? people, because they are Jews that are all around, to remind them from where they've come. He knows they've fallen away from God, but he wants to remind them of the 12 tribes and from where they've come. Puts down the wood, cuts up the bowl, lays on tops, takes 12 jars of water, big jars of water, pours it all over. This is not a great plan of how to light a fire or to make a fire. Do you understand? This is not what you would call the ideal thing to do. Let me remind you again that Elisha was alone. And all this, the prophets of Baal are are sitting there like this, going, "Idiot, idiot!" You you, you know they were like, Dude, "What's he doing? He's on crack." And I don't think that crack, but you know they're, they're, they're thinking that. Um, he was alone. Sometimes in our life, you you're gonna have to walk alone. Uh, can any of you make fire come down from he- heaven? Anybody? No, you can't. Elijah couldn't. I want you to understand. He did not have the, the power himself to make fire come down. He, he watered everything down. Why did he do that? T- to prove that man could, couldn't do it and only God could do it. To prove that it was not going to be a trick. It wasn't going to be man. But if this was going to be pulled off, it was going to be God. So let's look and see what occurs here in verse 36. And now let me t- be honest with you. A lot of times when I, I like to speak, I like to tell you a sto- a sto- a stories about or whatever my life or dumb things I've done. And this, what we're speaking tonight, is a story. It's a story unto itself. So let let it ride and and be encouraged by the story. Verse thirty six. And at the time of the offering of the oblation, Elisha the prophet came near and said, "O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, once again, who's around him? The Jews that have fallen away. Once again, he's reminding them from where where they've come. Even in his prayer to God, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel." Let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Did Elijah say, Vindicate me, O Lord, and do this for me so I do not look like a fool? No, he did say, Remember your servant. I'm trying to be faithful as I can be. And there's nothing wrong with you going in a tough time when you need God. Lord, I'm trying to get this right. Remember me. as I'm hurting. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. But he said... Do this for your glory so your people will turn back to you. That that was his point. That, that, that was why he was there that day, so that God would be glory. And it says the fire of God fell. And, you know, what I like about um, the God that I serve, he is bigger. God is bigger. Because you know what? He didn't have just a fire, and it didn't just come down and burn down, burn up the uh, bull and burn up the, the wood lit up and the, burn the wood some too. It says that that the fire came down and it it, it consumed. That means it it, it it sucked up. It burned up the bull, the wood, the stones, the dust. Have you ever seen dust burn? I'm not really, but it did. And the water. It burned up the water. That 's the power of the God that we serve, and it says this, well, wait, first, let me go through these points again because I, I just want you to remember them even when you 're all alone, remember God 's bigger, even when you're all he 's bigger, even when the task seems impossible, and that task was impossible. no way could that be done god 's bigger. And the third, and this is a sad one, but this is a true one. But sometimes you need to know this because you're getting rot, because you are getting mocked, and you're getting made fun of. And those that teach you at school, in college, it will get worse. If those that teach you here may, may sort of mock you about your faith, in college, if, if most time it, it will get worse. I want you to know this: all enemies of God will one day lose. Remember, God's bigger. That's a sad truth, but it's a, it's a real truth. It should be the biggest compassionate. Because look here in verse 4, it says, And Elisha said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape, and they seized them. And Elisha brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slaughtered them there. Wow. That's pretty intense. The 450 prophets of Baal, we know were killed. Probably the 400 prophets of Asherah were also killed at that spot. Look here at James 4, four. because sometimes we think enemies of God those are really are real against us. Look at what James writes here. He says, you adulterous pe- people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity or hatred with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world must make himself an enemy of God. Wait, let me read that again. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I want you to understand. We sometimes go, well, that's those those people. But if you embrace the world, you live for the world. That's what your life is about. And God's third place, fourth place, fifth place on your on your plate. I don't know if you're a friend of God. I think you might be an enemy of God. And an of God will lose. It's a sad truth. It is the truth because God is bi- is bigger. And in the end, His way, the righteous way of God, will rule, will reign, will be victorious over all. Do not miss that. And when life is hard, when it hits you hard, you can't breathe, you can't think Remember Elisha when he was alone, that he trusted God, and God used him in a mighty way, and he knew that God was bigger. Remember him when the task was impossible. that There's no way he, he, he could do it, but he knew that as God could. In your life, tasks are going to come, and you're going to know, God, it is impossible. I don't think we can do it. When we were going to first adopt Malie, We didn't have the money. That was our big fear. We didn't know how we could do it. It, For us, it felt like an impossible task. But you know what? We learned through it. God is bigger. Now, we're slow. I'm slow. Can I admit that to you all? Don't say, yeah, we know. Okay? But I'm sort of slow because when this process to adopt again, what I should have learned before, because God proved himself in some amazing ways, the same fear hit. And I remember going, but it costs so much. I don't think we we, we we can do this. And it took seven months for me to hear God say, hey, didn't we go through this one time before? Aren't I bigger? And I went, oh, dadgum, that's right, you're big. So whatever your faith, man, cling to this truth that God's bigger. And he's got an amazing plan for your life. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight, for just a chance to speak of this truth. I thank you for Elisha and and um, the way that you used him, but a man just like us, and you used him to give you glory and to bring people back to yourself. And, Lord, may you use our lives. May we be used to give you glory and bring people back to you. May we choose to not limp to and fro between the world and you, but may we choose you because we know that you are Lord, you are God, you are holy, you are worth it. I thank you for each one here, Lord. I ask that you bless each one here. You bless their home that in their home that you will be honored and glorified that if there's parents or brothers or Sisters or aunts or whoever that don't know you, Lord, give just opportunities, Lord, just to begin to move in their heart and to change their life. And, uh, Lord, may this will all be done for your honor and glory. We thank you for the gift of your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, sign up for that winter retreat. That's just an important thing. Don't forget, man, we want you to be a part of it and really plan to be there. It's going to be good. That's it.